We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to tune in and listen to our October breakfast with Pastor Dino Rizzo. Let's tune in and listen to his message to the Brotherhood. All right, all right, all right. Everybody's good this morning? Wow, I just have to time myself getting up those steps right there. You know, early in the morning you get old. Every, every step you look at is just like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. We're about to, we're about to climb some steps here. This is a big deal this morning, and especially in... Uh, Especially at my age, I love my age that I'm at. I'm 58. I just turned 58. Uh, I love being 58. Um, my wife, uh, she jokes with me. She always says, well, "You know, 58's the new 38." And I was like, "No, it's not. It's 58." Let me just let me just give you a heads up, sweetheart. It's 58, and and, and I, I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, where I'm at, but what what a great honor to be here. I love this. I don't know if I've ever been anywhere on a Friday morning where this many men have showed up. Uh, to hear God's word, to be encouraged. Uh, I love the what God has done through Brotherhood and uh, all these activities and small groups are so huge in all of our lives. And so I just commend you, of course, all those who uh, served uh, and gave us a good plate like that. That's a, that's a, I'm t- that's a Tulsa plate right there. I, I'm, I'm proud of that Tulsa plate. I, I took a picture of it to show all my people on the West Coast, if you know what I'm talking about. It's how you're supposed to eat in the mornings. And so uh, it's pretty awesome, but really love this church and um, this family. This is a great place. I thank God for what God has always done here at this church. Uh, this is a church that uh, loves God. You're, you're led by leaders who love God's word. You get good word here. I uh, thank God for the word that you get. And uh, and you love all kinds of people, which I think is huge uh, in a church that just says to people, you're welcome here. Uh, whatever's going on in your life, that's always been the heart of Church on the Move. That's always been the heart of your pastors. So I thank God for Pastor Witt and the team here and just so grateful for how they're leading and so proud uh, of this team and, of course, all the team here at this table that I've gotten to know. Uh, Greg and I spent some time together with students last couple of days. Of course, Chris at the campus and Lee and Job. It's just good to see you guys. Of course, Gabe, old friends. So great things are happening. I pastored in Baton Rouge for 20 years. So I love pastoring uh, for 20 years. I uh, planted a church down in Baton Rouge. My wife and I, we were just babies. And now I'm in, I'm in Birmingham in a, in a church similar to this. Uh, multiple uh, expressions, uh, different locations. Uh, reaching people, seeing people baptized. And again, uh, thanks for helping us plant new churches. Uh, you've helped us over all these years. So as men, when you are faithful in your tithe and offering, I thank God for men that believe in giving consistently to God and putting God as priority in their finances. I want to say thank you on behalf of young couples that want to go and do this in other locations and in cities and in all types of cities, all types of areas. So when you give the leadership of this church, and I've always loved the stewardship and the integrity uh, that your leadership has here, of course, with Pastor Witt and all the, the team around him doing everything we can to be good stewards of the, of the finances that God blesses. So I just want to say thank you. Come on, can we clap our hands for God's glory, building the kingdom through stewardship and generosity? I believe that's what it's all about. So I, I love gathering. I, I get to speak at some different things, and uh, I love when men gather together. I think men, uh, I know this is how I feel about the gospel, and this is how I feel about when I'm in gatherings of men. Uh, I, 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 anytime I share with men, 
Uh, I actually have done a couple of women's conferences that just pray for me. Those are stuff. God's side, there's like a donut wall. They're taking pictures, and everybody's laughing in all the pictures. And I can't stand a laughing picture. Uh, my wife made me one time at Christmas to turn around and walk away from the camera and turn back at the camera and laugh at it. That was a horrible Christmas. I'm like, who takes a picture of somebody walking away? And then why, why am I walking away doing this? <laughs> I've never done that in my whole life, ever in my whole life. And so, you know, but I love talking to men because I believe men, uh, I call it like this, I believe men want it like ACS. They want it accurate. Give me the accurate word of God. Don't need, any, don't need somebody's opinion. Men just want, give me the word of God. Just tell me what the word of God says. Let's just do the Bible. And then I, I love it because it's ACS. It's clear. Let's just be clear. I, I don't, uh, you know, just tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I need to be. Tell me what I need to work on. And then the other thing is simple. And I don't think simple is weak. I don't think simple is, is uh, trife. I don't think simple is lame. I think simple is strong. And, and I'm a simple guy. I love the clear, simple word of the Lord. I love clear, simple preaching. Just tell me what's going on. Where in the world do I need to get help in my life to be a dad, to be a father, to be a husband, to be a good friend, to be a good Christ follower? And uh, because I I like simple, so I want to share uh, a simple but strong story for a few minutes. Hopefully it will encourage you. And uh, again, I love simple. If you go in my, 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 our bathroom that we share together, uh, my wife and I, we've been married 33 years. I married a Cajun girl. I'm Italian. Whole lot of activity going on at my house. And so um, my wife, if you go around her tub, her area, her tub, uh, she's got 800 things around it. She's got like moisturizer for Tuesday at three o'clock. She's got shampoo on Thursday if it's below 60 degrees outside. It's all these customized, you know, things that it's everywhere. You can't even, if you just walk by the tub, something falls in. There's perfume for September. Listen, you go in my shower, I got one bottle. It's a three-in-one. Come on, somebody. It's a shampoo. It's a conditioner. And it acts as a soap. I'm a simple man. So I like the simple word of God. And this story um, that the Bible gives us is one that I read and I can run with it. When you just embrace it, there is strength for life that you find in God's word. And I, wanna, I felt led to share one of my favorite ones. It's in Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 7 through 12. It is the story of Eutychus. Eutychus. Uh, I said this a while back, Eutychus, and I, I, I'm, I didn't say it right. I said uterus. How many of that's for a women's conference? I actually said, let's talk about the story of uter- you know, uterus. And it's like Eutychus, Eutychus. On the first day of the week, I'm going to read it slow. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke. Paul, the apostle Paul. Paul was, Paul was speaking. Paul was doing the lesson. Paul was preaching. Paul was leading this small group of people who had gathered together on this final night that they would be together as he was going to another city to spread the gospel, another part of his missionary journeys. Paul spoke. He spoke to the people. This is great. Because he intended to leave the next day, 
And that was important. He, was, he, he knew that I would probably not be seeing you again. But he kept on talking until midnight. Um, one of them long-winded preachers. You know, couldn't find a caboose. Didn't have, a, didn't have an ending. Uh, I, I've been a, my, my first pastor when I came to Christ. I was not raised in church. I got, I got saved through an outreach. When you go out and do a serve, a love week, which you're about, when you go out to the community, you wonder, does anybody ever hear it? Does anybody ever respond? I responded because a church did a creative outreach when I was 18 years old. And because of that, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So I'm here because of outreach, because of a love week, because of serve. And uh, I got involved with a little church, and uh, my first pastor, I mean, little church, my first pastor was a long-winded preacher, and he was a little bit of an angry preacher. You ever been around that angry preach? Let me tell you something right now. And he's just like, I think that guy wants to fight me. I mean, what's, are we fighting next? It's a long-winded preacher, preach a whole series on a Sunday, could find a runway if it was in front of him. Paul had that moment here. He's just, he intended to just be there a little bit because we got to get up early in the morning. We got to go to a next place. But because the word was so good and the spirit was moving, he preached on until midnight. And there were many lamps in the upstairs room that were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus. The word Eutychus actually means favored one or, uh, or highly favored So Eutychus is sitting in a window who is sinking, I love that word, into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on and on. The Bible says that when he was sound asleep, because there's a sinking into sleep, there's a falling to sleep, and then there's a time where you are sound asleep. So he is sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, I love what Paul did, threw himself on the young man, put his arms around him, said, don't be alarmed, he's alive. Uh, that, that expression, he's alive, it's it said many different ways in different versions of the Bible. Uh, one of them says, uh, there's still breath, there's still life, there's still a heartbeat. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. And after talking until daylight, that's a good preacher. Brother, fall out a window, die, raise him from the dead. I got to go back up and finish my sermon. Y'all get back up in here. It says the people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. Can I have a good amen for God's word? I wrote down, I've taught this before but I've been reading it recently over and over again. I love reading scripture over and over again. I get stuck in certain parts of the Bible and camp out there for a while. And I wrote down in my my margin of my Bible, uh, the danger of edges and ledges. The danger of edges and ledges. Um, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the easier it is to fall asleep. I can fall asleep anywhere. You put me in a car and I'm not driving, God bless you. I'm about to see Jesus. I'm, I'm going down. Uh, you put me in a certain seat, in a certain chair, uh, about any chair these days. I'm, go, I'm going down. You put me on a plane. Ooh, I can sleep on a plane. Yeah, I can sleep on any plane. I sleep before we take off. 
The other day I fell asleep on a plane. We not even left the, the gate yet. And I fell asleep and I'm gone. I mean, I'm like, I'm out. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere else. And I feel somebody tapping me on my shoulder. I wake up. There's some lady. She says, excuse me, sir. Sir, she's my seatmate. She's sitting right here. Excuse me, sir, sir. You're snoring. Exactly. I'm sleepy. Don't tap me. Don't tap me. Don't tap me. Don't ever tap me again. I, have, I fell asleep counseling one time in the middle of a counseling session. You don't want me to be your pastor. Thank God for Pastor Witt. I mean, I, I'm in a, I've been, hey, went and ate some Chinese buffet back in the day. How many of those little gentle souls will put you down, brother? Man, I'm gone. A uh, lady comes in. I'm sitting in there with my secretary. It's a Cajun lady down with Thibodeau. She Cajun. And, you know, Cajun, talk. You ever had anybody ask you a question and answer their own questions? Like, wouldn't even break. Just, ah, da, 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 da. Just Cajun. And that monotone voice that it almost was like a sleep machine. And then, and I, I got, I'm, I'm Chinese food. I'm sitting in a chair. It's after lunch. It's hot. Man, I'll go out. And I'm like in the Brazilian rainforest. I mean, I, I'm, I, it's like Celtic people are singing. I'm, I'm, I am gone. And I hear her yelling at me, Pastor Dino, Pastor Dino, Pastor Dino. And I'm asleep, but I realize I am asleep in a counseling session. And I just have to go for it. Yes, praise God. She says, you fell asleep in my counseling. Oh, no, I was praying, seeking the Lord. I, she said, oh, you're so crazy. She just, I just kept on, didn't even send me an email, glory to God. I mean, who can blame me? Full stomach, it's hot, in a comfy seat. Eutychus fell asleep in a bad spot and had a bad time. He was alone on an edge in a ledge. Men, we live in a world and we have an enemy of our soul that wants us to doze off, that wants us to fall asleep on things and fall asleep on people and fall asleep on principles, fall asleep on purpose. There are things that we should be wide awake. And if we're not careful in this world and with all the sin and all the temptation and all the things around us, if we're not careful, we can live hitting the snooze button on things that are very important, very important. I think a big Eutychus there. I mean, gosh, you got in the room. It was a small room. It was a select group of people. You're in the room, and Paul, Paul the apostle is right there. And he's teaching, and he's preaching. He's raised the dead. He's, he, he, we know that the power that resides in him, the revelation of Jesus, his own conversion, his own understanding of grace and mercy and all these downloads that God had given Paul. And there he is, and, 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 and there's Eutychus right in the middle of revival, right in the middle of the, the early church fire and the early church mission. And, and Eutychus, you're nodding off. You're fading away. You're half asleep. My man, wake up. You've got a great opportunity. You're in the room with grace and mercy and truth. And other than Jesus, we, we don't know if there's been a greater man that's walked the earth. And, and, and all the scripture, just the power that resided through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and there's Eutychus in the room with greatness, in the room with opportunity, in the room with revelation. And that brother is Zion. He gone. I don't know why. 
You could kind of think about it. You could imagine it. I can tell you this. I know a couple years ago, about 10 years ago, I went through a season in my life where I took a nap. I took a nap on some of the things about my calling. I took a nap on some responsibilities. I took a nap on some convictions. I took a nap on my family. I took a nap on faith. I took a little nap on joy and on hope. And I took my eyes off of Jesus and I put them on myself and my busy week and my running hard. And guess what? I could feel my soul and my spirit falling out of a window. And I experienced a crash in my commitment to Christ and my commitment to my family and my own calling and my own purpose. And and I went through this season in my own life where I was wondering what really mattered and what was important. All these different things. I'll tell you something. The older I get, the more I realize falls will hurt you. You know, I'm 16 years old. I can fall on the stage right now and bounce back up. If I fall on the stage right now, y'all call the ambulance. Oh, do you get the, the you, you know, I don't, I'm careful when I walk up steps. I preach places, it's pitch dark, can't see nothing. The other day I was at a place, the church was so dark, and it had like eight steps. I just, there was a little kid sitting there handing me a microphone and said, hey man, walk up with me. I was that old guy, just like, hold my hand, because I, I can't go down. How many know big man go down, somebody get out of camera? Big man can't go down. The idea of being able to be, to, to, to make sure you're at the right spot. I remember a, a while back, I was, I was uh, we had a, a new restaurant open and my wife was there and I was running a little late and I pulled in and it's new construction around the restaurant. I'd been there like the week before and I get out of my car and I, I, for some reason I thought I'm going to run through the parking lot, kind of hurry up. There's a lot of people outside with their dogs and it's one of those restaurants, they've got dogs and people are, you know, hanging out with their computers and it's kind of a cool spot. Everybody's outside and I'm going to run. Just run through some cars. Just, I'm gonna run up there. My wife's out there. I'm gonna run up there. Just like man, I'm I'm 22 years old. Man, I'm about to dunk. I'm about to go go at this. And man, they had poured a curb that week where the week before there was not a curb. Man, I hit that curb. Let me say something. When you get velocity and volume moving in one direction, it's painful. And man, I hit that curb and I just, I went down, big man went down. Keys, phone, wallet, all my stuff just went everywhere. And it was like a traumatic fall. Like there were parents out there with their kids like, look away, look away. Don't look at it. Man, I hit hard. And you know when you hit and you're like, okay, I hurt myself, but I got to play it off. Kind of bounce out like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to need to go vomit real quick. And, and, and two things I realized about that. I wasn't paying attention. And I told myself, Dino, look where you're going. Hey, man, we got to pay attention. We got to look where we're going in our marriage and with our kids and with our private life and with our thoughts and with all the access and with our faith and with our commitment and with our brotherhood and with our accountability. We gotta pay attention. We gotta look where we're going. I love everything about this story. Uh, I love that uh, there's healing and resurrection and 
miracles at the end of the story. I've, I've got a big imagination. I, I just wonder, you know, what made you to get sit by that window? What was he? Was he looking out the window? Was he trying to get air to breathe? But somehow or another, Eutychus falls asleep, but he's not next to anybody. See, if I fall asleep and I'm next to Greg, I'm going to lean over on Greg. Greg's going to nudge me back. If I fall asleep and I'm next to Pastor Witt, I'm going to be okay. I'm a, I could fall asleep in between brothers and I'll be okay. But if I fall asleep by myself, I can fall out of a window. Can I have a good Amen. And, and he fell asleep, and he, there's Eutychus. Everybody's listening to Paul. They turn around. Eutychus gone. Y'all seen Eutychus? You see Eutychus? He's right there. There's his keys and his coffee and his phone, you know, his scribe, his, his whatever they got. Eutychus gone. How many people were once there? And now they're gone. I got good friends who were once there. And now they're gone. Somebody all of a sudden just decides to look out the window. You'd get dead. I always think, who interrupted Paul? Paul going like hour six. Paul. Excuse me. You'd get dead. He did. Paul goes down the steps, and I love what he does, but I love what he doesn't do. Everybody's gathered around. Oh, God, Eutychus! He doesn't say, yeah, uh-huh. Y'all see all this? That's what happens when you fall asleep when the man of God preaches. You'll die. God will kill you if you don't pay attention to my sermon. He don't do, he doesn't do, you know what he says? says he throws himself on Eutychus. And everyone else is saying he's dead. But Paul is saying, no, no, no. I think I hear a heartbeat. I think there's life. There's life. See, even as much as we fall, as much as we trip, as much as we have a bad weekend or a bad moment, or we say something we wish we wouldn't say, or we respond in a way we wish we wouldn't respond, or we, 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 we fall asleep, or we hit the snooze button on our faith, our spiritual development, our discipleship, we don't show up in group, we, we take a pause from brother, all these things we decide not to give anymore, we're not going to be generous, we're not going to be faithful in our tithe and offering, we're not going to go to church on the way, all these things that happen. Thank God that we serve a God of the second chance. Can I have a good amen, brotherhood? And, and, and he says those simple words. There's still life in him. So I've just come to share just a, an encouragement. There's still life. There's still life. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on them kids. Don't. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your hope. Don't give up on your purpose. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on, on being that committed man. Don't, don't, don't give up on grace. Don't give up on love. Don't give up on faith. Don't give up on hope. There's still life. No matter how hard you crash, no matter how hard you may have fallen, no matter how hard it's hit you, there is still life. Amen. Let me pray for you, Father. I thank you for your word. 
I thank you for simple, strong, biblical stories that help me. Father, I pray for every man in here that, Lord, that they would have a heartbeat. And that they would have a heartbeat for God. Lord, restore the heartbeat of God in my life. Restore the the, the life that's been stolen. Restore my faith. Lord, help me in those moments where I have dozed off or I've just gotten sleepy, Lord, on my spiritual development. Gotten drowsy. Lord, those moments where I realize I'm, I'm sinking into a deep sleep. Lord, help me to wake up. Help me to walk in all that you have. Help me to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of me to learn and to grow and to be what you want me to be, God. Thank you for your grace and mercy that gives me a second and a third and a fourth and another chance. Thank you. And other people have looked at me and, and rid me off. Said he'll never, he'll never quit fighting that addiction. He'll never find sobriety. He'll never hold a job. He'll never be a good husband. He'll never be good as a blended family dad. He'll never, no, no, no. Lord, I thank you, Lord. When other people have said that I've died, other people have said he's gone. Lord, I thank you that today there's still life. So I pray for every man at every table. Come on, man, 30 seconds all across this room. Say, just say that prayer. There's still life. There's still life. I have a heartbeat. I have a heartbeat for God. Oh, thank you, Lord, for new beginnings. Thank you for a Friday morning fresh start in Jesus. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this church. and Thank you for these men. In Jesus' name, amen.